it's tough. It's straining and not every day is good. And I think it works the same way with in every field, whether you're working at a restaurant, anything that has to do with service, you need to constantly wake up every morning and tell yourself, today's going to be a good day. Today, I'm going to do my best. And obviously, the, the people listening can't see it, but I, I have things on my walls that remind me that. I have pictures of me as a child smiling. I have little things on the wall that say, like, today I will love you. Because I know how to make money. And by making money is by providing a service, by giving somebody my all. But I cannot forget that I have to give myself a little bit too. Welcome to Black Belt Foodie Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Welcome back, you guys. Today's episode is with a very good friend of mine by the name of Castillo. So by profession, he is a celebrity hairstylist. He's so talented, you guys. I mean, some of his clients are Halle Berry, Ruby Rose, Priyanka Chopra, the list goes on. It's robust. Um, He's been in the game for a minute, and yet he hasn't even scratched the surface of, you know, the peak of his career. And that's so exciting. We actually dig into that whole crazy idea um, or fact, I should say, in this episode. But beyond that, one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on as a guest is because, you know, to be Castillo, to be where he is um, in within his career is a very difficult journey. You know, you can't, I'm a celebrity makeup artist, you know, we, we, we run along the same paths, you know, and Essentially, you know, you're a freelance artist, which means, you know, there's no guarantee. You have to create everything on your own, and that's hard. And it's really hard in the beginning, too, because you're making less money. You don't get paid, you know, frequently. I mean, it's 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 gnarly. So the fortitude, the perseverance, the resiliency, all that mindset stuff that, you know, we gain from this journey in our career is very, very inspiring, or it can serve to be inspiring. I mean, I'm inspired by Castillo. It's been so incredible. And all the years that I've known him, I've watched him, you know, as a friend, but then also from an outside perspective, develop his career, develop his creativity, his artistic talents. I mean, and like I said, in the beginning, he's just getting warmed up. So there's so much more to look forward to from him. So This conversation is fun, you guys. It's, you know, my hope is that, you know, whatever you do in your life, you don't have to be a hairstylist, obviously, or a makeup artist. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's inspiration that can leak into anyone's life because it's really all about perspective and process. And, you know, Castillo's perspective and process is one that I very much admire. So, I hope you have fun listening to this conversation. I enjoyed it so much. There's a lot of cackles and, you know, language. So kids are around. You might want to put them away, but that's pretty standard with me. And I'm sure you guys know that at this point. But anyways, without going too deep into a long intro, because I can, because I love him so much, I'm going to just dive right into it with you guys. 
hit play and let you enjoy my conversation with Castillo. Castillo, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> we got our let's beverages. Castillo, what what are we drinking right now? Let's I'm let's start drinking here. Nespresso's finest. I think the name is Storm. Ooh, it's really? a level down from Intenso, which is the espresso, like the highest one, but this yeah. is one below because I ran out of the other pods. And then I use some of your stevia, mm-hmm. vanilla flavored in it to like make it sweet. Is it mind blowing, stevia? I don't know. It's mind blowing, but I feel like what's in your mug is a little bit more mind blowing. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, so I should say this first. Um, I was that girl who would, I mean, in California, if I was going to stay at some hotel somewhere local, literally pack my Nespresso machine and my milk frother for my almond milk and fucking go to the, you know, hotel with it. Because if they didn't have it, some hotels do, I was not going to be without my Nespresso. Starbucks, sorry, doesn't cut it. You know why? Because you the, the froth. You know the froth? Oh, the yeah. crema? The Nespresso- the, oh, my God. It's what the- is that? <laughs> it lasts forever. Like, I'll leave my mug in the sink and I come home and the froth is still there. <laughs> That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's that creme, it's that like European coffee. So a couple years ago, um, I discovered, this is going to sound like an ad. It's so funny, but it's not so true. Four Sigmatic. So it's, it's, it's several things. I have several products now, but what I'm drinking is their lion's mane and chaga, uh, which is our adaptogen mushrooms mixed with coffee. So adaptogens, essentially like there's many different forms right so you have like ashwagandha maybe you've heard of that i have heard that okay so that's an herb um these mushrooms are adaptogens and so what they do is they kind of they they have the ability to go into your body and kind of neutralize stress so and that's one thing that they can do right so i'm going to use lion's mane as an example of what else it can do lion's mane is known as a nootropic so it stimulates your cognitive ability so so if you need to right now we're recording a podcast and i want my brain like fully here on with you my memory my focus to be on lion's mane it stimulates your your brain to be working in that direction chaga is like it's actually it might have changed but um it's known to be the highest recorded antioxidant on earth. And so this is a mushroom. Oh, wow. that, yeah. So, you know, all the, the flu and the cold that was going around for months that everyone basically that I've known or I know got, I fucking, I didn't get it. And I'm a makeup oh, really? artist. Yes. I did not get sick. And I'm so I proud think of I that. need that in my life. Cause I feel like I've been getting sick every month. Oh my gosh. So this, so you're getting the pleasure of coffee. And like I said, there's so many so other, how long until you start like hallucinating? <laughs> I think I already am. Can you imagine? Is my face warping you guys- <laughs> They're like, wait, this what coffee? is this pod? Is this an ad or is this a podcast? I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> You guys, now let's get down and dirty. I am so excited to have my boy, Castillo. You, first of all, you're a real friend, and that is something very special to have in life, period. But especially like when you meet people through work life, the ones that really, really become that become a part of your core, that, okay, maybe you don't get to see them every day, you don't get to talk to them, but it will never go too far to where there's like a disconnect because you can't because you have a real connection with them and I've had that with you from the fucking beginning and so to have you here on the podcast now to share you 
you know, your mindset, your, just your aura. I feel like people can feel your energy. They will feel your energy as we get into your story. And so I'm so grateful to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel like there's so much pressure on me now. No, (laughs) But I do share the same love for you as well. And I'm so thankful that um, you're asking me to do this for you. And it's been a pleasure to see you grow in the past three or four years since I've known you. Yeah. No, dude, it's been longer. I'm sure it has been. (laughs) I think my coffee's kicking in right now. (laughs) You know what? No, one of my girlfriends, um, we just, uh, one of the recent episodes that I just threw up um, on Blackwell Beauty Radio, she's an Olympic swimmer. On the podcast, I was cracking up because most of you, I mean, hopefully you guys have heard this already. So we're kind of replaying when we met. And I was like, yeah, you know, when we met last summer, she's like, (laughs) stop. No, we met in like March. Stop. It's April. No, it's May now. And I'm like, wait, no, we didn't. She goes, yes. Sorry. It's that shroom coffee you're drinking. We were drinking it too. Amazing. Oh my gosh. She's like, no, it was actually January, but I was cracking up and I was actually so grateful because I go, I go, wow, it, it feels like it was longer, you know, but when you, you can, it's easy to lose track of time with real friends. So three years, 30 years, whatever. Anyways, let's get to you. Okay. Babe, let's dig right in. Um, you are an incredible human. First and foremost, you're an incredibly talented fucking artist your medium, one of which is hair. Um, I want to go into the early years of Castillo and maybe, you know, you can walk us to how did you come to discover that you even have a love and passion for being a hairstylist, for beauty? Well, I think growing up, it was definitely just something that I literally picked up. And I remember being a child and picking up my cousin's Barbie doll and taking the scissors right to it. And she was, you know, totally responsive to it and was like, oh my God, it's so cool. And I thought that it was fun. And I, I'm, I'm, when I was a child, I mean, I was saying like maybe six or seven, I was so young. I didn't know what, if a guy should, a boy should be even picking up a Barbie doll. You know, there was no like sure. good or bad. I just knew that I was hanging out with my cousin and she had her Barbie dolls out. And the first thing I wanted to do was give it like a makeover. And long story short, that at the end of that night, I remember I there was, there was a phone call. My dad picked it up and it was my uncle. My uncle, I guess, somehow told him, like, your son just cut up my, you know, daughter's Barbie doll that we just bought her. Da, 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 da. Like, that's not cool. And so my first memory of me exploring the interest in wanting to do hair was me being scolded by my father. And it wasn't just like a, hey, you shouldn't do that. It was like an abusive, like, with a belt and like me on the floor crying because one I'm sure he was trying to figure out why his son was playing with Barbie dolls and two you're destroying someone else's property so that was like my first like realization like oh this is something that I like but it's bad wow so it was something that I kept inside for a long time but I knew that like I can even tell you right now just because I love you so much that I was playing football might have had me in every sport I mean he wanted me to be like the dude's dude like just like hardcore like the best baseball player the best football player but i remember playing football i was good at it but i would always look at the cheerleaders hair and i'd be like how do they get it so curly like do they just like wear those like curl like those like curlers in their hair all day like 
literally I would like That's zone so out on it like it was just so weird but it wasn't until I got older and it wasn't until I was able to take care of myself that I realized like this is something that I really enjoy doing it doing and in high school and and the later years like eighth grade I would pick up clippers and I would cut you know my friend's hair I would give them fades and I would do the most masculine version of what my interest was and it and it and it's still like crossover to when I graduated high school and I went to school for um, interior design so I was always interested in fashion and interested in art and when I came out of high school I wanted to ask my parents if I can go to cosmetology school it's what I really wanted to do wow so as you're going to college you're still oh I still was still doing hair I was like I remember wow. being in like senior year in high school and I was dating this girl and she has she had she still has two sisters and I did their hair for prom and attended prom you know so it's like and back then I didn't know what I was doing I was only like my idea of like success like people would tell me like, I could totally see you doing hair for like the E network and the girls really? that would yeah like that was and I was like wow I wish one day that I could possibly like do the hair of like the newscaster or someone that's on TV because to me that was a celebrity Right. I didn't think like actresses got their hair done. I just thought they were just like these unicorns that walked out like that. <laughs> but um, and even when I went to school, I finally finished design school and I finally made enough money to kind of support myself. And I was like, I'm going to pay for myself to go to barber school. Were you out here? Were you in L.A.? or where I grew were you? up in L.A. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. OG. I love it. I mean, I grew up in L.A. I moved out of my, I think it was my father's house at the age of 17. My parents separated when I was 11. Oh, wow. Okay. My brother and I are seven years apart. So when they separated, I was basically his father. Yeah. And I oh. helped raise my brother. And my parents left and went their separate ways. And we stayed in the house for the remainder of the year until they sold it. So it was like an interesting thing. But when I went to school, I went to barber school first to get my license. Because I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be a barber. And I'm going to play the part. And I'm going to learn all that I can learn in this. And then we'll see where it goes. And even when I was in school, the teacher would pull me aside and, and she would be like, are you sure you don't want to do women's hair? Like, there's a lot more money to do. Wow. To, there's a lot more money there. And I was like, no, I want to be a barber because I, I was still scared. I didn't know what these people were going to think of me. And like, I'm in a school with a bunch of like hard dudes, like, you know, like right. that yeah. have their story and that, you know, I wonder the what last thing they thought about was braiding a woman's hair, you know? Yeah, totally. But being in school, we had to learn on mannequin dolls. And on our downtime, I would pick up the doll head and I would do braids. And people were like, you're getting better at that. And I would like do the blow drying and all these things that we had to do. But I would do it just to kind of get better at it. And once I finished that, I went to cosmetology school afterwards. And I was like, no, like this is what I need to do. And once I did that, I was like, okay, I have the confidence because I have the license that I need to go out there and be like, no, I did go to school for this and I do want to do this. That's amazing. So you knew it all along. It was just really like coming to the courage that, you, you know, to be basically being brave enough to be like, okay, I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready to take the next step. But and the to be like, like not care what people think. Yeah. Because my sure. parents were old school. Like I remember being young and my mom would be like, don't act like that. Don't be you. Don't say that. You know, I was constantly being told how to act and how to be. And when you're around these people, you need to, to be nice. And don't look at those people. Don't. And it's like, so I was always being told how to act and feel. And I think that's why in my adult years now, I'm such an introvert because I've learned how to master 
being alone and being with my feelings and knowing how to navigate through this world without having to ask somebody, do I make a left or a right? That's amazing, actually, right? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I relate to that so deeply. I mean, it's, deeply. it's okay, but then it's kind of hard when you want to be in a relationship because then you're just like, <laughs> why no. are you so independent? <laughs> I'm like, I like my fucking space. <laughs> Is that so bad? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, t- I know. We, we talk about this often because I'm from right there with you in the sense of, I, I think I'm an ambivert, you know, so I do What's have. That? An ambivert is someone who kind of crosses, is just kind of like right down the middle, you know, between extrovert and introvert. But the, the problem is, because most people that know me would be like, what, introvert? If they don't really know what this is. Yeah. They'll be like, what do you mean? Because I'm, you know, I'm not this like quiet girl in the corner. But that's not necessarily what an introvert means. It's like, it's just the, it's my recharge requires solitude. And I I need a lot of it. Like, I want a lot of it. Oh, you know? I'm the but same you, way. I know. We both are. The- <laughs> but people aren't like that. I know. Well, and I find that actually there's a lot of people, um, a lot of kind of well-known, successful people, especially artists, creative people, who maybe, you know, the world would not deem them to be introverts, but then when they sit down and they're having a conversation like you and I are having, they actually, they're like, no, I'm actually an introvert. So it's, it's, it's an interesting concept, um, this introvert extrovert thing, but yeah, I feel you. I, you know, having that solitude to kind of sit with yourself, I think it's actually very empowering, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to do that. Yeah. I, and the thing is we take the opportunity to recharge and to be inspired and to get ourselves ready to be in front of people to do hair or makeup. Dude. And some people don't understand that because their way of recharging is like being vibing off of somebody else exactly. and vibing off of that energy. But I think with our job, it's, we're so much like therapists that we need to work through our own feelings in order to help. I, I love People that you just there. took us there because it was literally coming to me as you were saying it where it's like, yeah, I mean, with our work, it's so full on. Like we're literally, it's almost like a performance. I mean, it's real, it's genuine, but yeah. you, you know, you have to, you have to be so attentive on from an emotional level, from a mental, like from a physical. So you have to be so all in and that takes a lot of energy. Oh yeah. So by the time, like as an athlete, I can truly say that the exhaustion that I feel from like training jujitsu for hours and lifting weights before that does not compare to the exhaustion of like award season. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, days. it's so like, stressful, dude! It's gnarly. How about and you like, can't even the, talk the, when you're the done? The amount of like mind fuck that our industry has. It's like so you get a client and you have your walls up and you want to just be there to, to to provide a service, but then you create this bond where it's like a friendship. But then you don't want to like cross the line because you still want to be the one that puts them in a good mood and makes them happy and makes them beautiful. But then that's not a real friendship because a friendship is someone that you can bounce off true feelings. So it's like you have to like draw these lines and it's like you almost forget what it is to have a real friend because you're so used to filtering out your own feelings to just be this like, you know, soundboard for people. That is so brilliantly put and so true it is this constant dance on these lines to know you know to know boundaries basically i think and it's i think it's hard too when you 
or, you know, when you want to just go all in and be full on, but then you have to remember like, oh wait, but this is a work thing. And that's something I think that we learn as we get deeper into our career or have learned as we got, have gotten deeper into our career. Um, wait, so let me, so let's go, let's go into this section right here. When you, when you decided that, so you get your licenses, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you're like, I'm, I'm going to go all in with this. Did you know exactly how you wanted to channel your career at that point? Did you know about what freelance even was? Or were you thinking salon or were you, where so were you? So I, I was thinking, I would be so happy if I had my own barber shop down the street and I was just basically making everyone in my neighborhood fly. And, you know, I grew up with getting $20 haircuts on the street. So that was where I was coming from. I didn't know these dollar signs and the amount of money that you can possibly make by being a freelance hairstylist. So I was like, I'm going to open up this barber shop. And at the time, when I finished going to barber school, I went to cosmetology. By the time I was in cosmetology school, my younger brother was, was confiding in me and was like, you know, I have this girlfriend that I love and I'm not making enough money. I'm just like scared that she's going to leave me. And... I told him, like, why don't you just go to barber school? Because there was moments, I mean, I cut his hair all through his, like, when he was in school as well, and he enjoyed doing it, and he would tell me, oh, I I used your clippers to cut my friend's hair, and I have two friends coming over, and I'm going to cut their hair. So I I knew that he had a a passion for it, and that you don't just pick up a pair of scissors and start cutting someone's hair. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, like I would never do something, you know, I I love doing everything, so I can't really give myself an example, but... (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick up makeup and put it on someone's face. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, that's totally. Just, that's, a, that's not what I'm good at. So I told him to do that. So he enrolled in my barber school and went there and ended up graduating. But my idea was, my brother and I are going to have this barber shop, and it's going to be so close that we can walk to, and that's how we're going to live our life. But obviously, it turned out differently. I know. I was going to say a well, lot differently because was... you don't really know. Like, Gosh. like I told you, when I was in high school, I thought the top of the top of this industry is working for like the e-network and doing all the you know talk hosts and all that like right i didn't know that there was even red carpets and all this stuff like i you know what's funny is that when i started doing makeup i mean it was a long time ago i mean I, when i started and when i committed full time there was like a decade in between right where i did different things and even when I, when I started, when I committed full time um, to a freelance career, it was still in a place where, you know, you say I'm a makeup artist and people are like, for what brand? You know, like the concept wasn't there of like, oh, the, you work with these celebrities or you do. Now I feel like we're in a place where there's more, you know, because of social media, I think, you mm-hmm. know, there's more of an awareness of, of things, of what the nature of our work is. But that had to have been really interesting for you. Um to discover that holy shit like there's much more than no offense oh, yeah. to the e-network but like there's bigger things in the oh, e-network this is and so like, huge yeah yeah i mean when i was going to school for barbering i was living in downtown and i had gotten financial aid obviously but i had no money i was living in a i rented out a bedroom and it was by usc it was like 500 dollars, and there was no bathroom i had to use like a, the bathroom downstairs it was just like really sweet cholo family and they had this room that was on craigslist i lived there and i remember i had met someone that was like i need you to meet my friend carlos ortiz he's a hairstylist and i think that you'll vibe off of him 
And I met him. He showed me his loft in downtown. And it was beautiful. He had this salon that was in there that he built from the ground up. Totally gutted this loft out. And he was like, you're really interested in doing hair. I'm like, yeah, I would love to like just even just shadow you while you're here. And he's like, how about this? And I was like just eager then. So he's like, I'll take you to set with me. You assist me. And I'll take you. you you'll eat on set. And then I'll take you to dinner. So there was a, a, like a, a year period where I was assisting him just for meals because that meant I didn't have to think about how I was going to eat dinner. And like back then it was like $5 Subway sandwiches. So I would buy the footlong for $5. I would <laughs> eat one in the morning and then eat one at night. That's amazing. But then when he started showing, so then, so he showed me this whole new like, like world where I can go to work with him and it, there was a the craft service table with snacks. <laughs> And then there was like a full on buffet for lunch. And these were like, you know, Target commercial, things like that. And I was okay. like, I was assisting him, but it was, I was learning more of how to be on set and watching how he interacted with the people and how he kind of kept an eye on his work and stuff like that. But I was still in school, so I didn't take it as seriously, nor did I think I could ever be at that level. So it was just like, I had these glimpses and these little like signs that like, you can have this. And I thought assistants didn't make money. And it got to a point where like two years helping him, he's like, I'm going to start paying you now. That's rad. And then I started getting paid, but it was like 250 for the day. Right. It was like the assistant, right? Right. But I was using that money to pay for my rent. And I was like, I'm good. Oh my gosh. It was actually, yeah. I mean, at that time, I imagine that felt like you were kind of killing it in a way. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, I figured this out. Whole, right. And not only that, I'm on set and I'm eating like surf and turf, like you know, steak and shrimp <laughs> and like, it's only lunchtime and it's not even my birthday. It all comes birthday. down to food. Like if we're eating good food in our life, we're killing it. Oh yeah. We're, like you were saying, yeah, you know, you have a nice plate of food in front of you. You're like. Right. It's an example of how I'm thriving. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's so great. And wow. Not. You know, I'm sure now in hindsight, you realize that that was a really important opportunity because so much of what we do is not even, well, let me reframe it. A lot of what allows us to advance comes down to, it, it's beyond our talent. It, it so much has to do with interaction with others. It's our relationships and that, you know, set etiquette is a big part of it. You can't just roll up to a set and be... You know, there's a there's a there's a certain finesse that has to take place in addition to being talented, um, and so for you to to experience that and to you know obviously it sounds like you're with someone that was showing you showing you that kind of what it looks like to be in that realm from a very kind of positive, healthy place, right? Like you, you didn't have like a diva that was like oh, on set and oh, like showing, absolutely not, it sounded not. like you were in good hands. I was in great hands. And I think that looking back to my childhood, it really helped me because I constantly had these like ball busting parents that were like telling me that I sounded arrogant. And I was like eight years old. I don't even know what that is. That's so vain for you to say, son. And I'm like, what is vain? You know? So I was, the fact that I was broken down so hard growing up, it made me realize that I didn't need to be so loud, that I can just be in the moment and be, I mean, I was a talkative kid. I mean, my report cards were like, he cannot keep his mouth shut. He wants to talk and he wants to ask questions and all these things, but, which was great, but you know, being at our level now, it's almost more appreciated if you're not the loud one oh. and you let your work speak for itself. It's like, I kind of want to applause right now. So there's a few things I want to say about that. One, 
you're so right. I so feel in alignment with what you just said. And I am a witness to your demeanor. I mean, I'm we're we get to work together, which is so rad. Um, and I and I, you know, we were talking about it earlier where I'm like, you, you, you definitely, man, there's so much energy that comes out of you when you speak, but you have this professional way about you, you know, your your etiquette is just so it's I think it's very zen and calming, which I think is, you know, appreciative to a lot of different clients. Um you know, because they're already going through a lot of whatever they got to get through or getting prepared for whatever they got to get through. So to, to have someone like you who has that Zen calm energy and is very collected and not loud, I think is, is, is beautiful. And I'm sure very valued, you know, I would imagine so. But with the other part of what I want to say that I think is funny is it's interesting how kids really show you a lot of who you they are what they love at such a young age. So I too used to get in trouble. Well, you didn't say that. Like you were like, but I got in trouble so much to where one time in the seventh grade, my mom had to come to and sit in class with me because my, because I was always talking. Yeah. So, and I definitely am similar to you when I, you know, unless it's like a client that's like the super homie and then we could just kind of wrap out like how you and I wrap out. But if it's, you know, not that, which it's fine, not all clients are going to be that way. I feel that I possess that same kind of, you know, I just kind of, you know, I'm there, I'm doing my thing and I'm there to be calm energy. And, but here we are on a fucking podcast that I created because I love communication. I love oh, conversation. It's so much fun. I, mean, I if, know. If we could do this at work all day long, I probably would never leave. <laughs> like, but it gets to a moment where I need to leave and like talk to somebody. Like, I'm like, Mom? Funny? <laughs> hey, Mom. I was on set all day and I was completely quiet, but I did a great job. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> true. That happens. So, yeah, that's funny, actually. Yeah, that's why you can't have an assistant who's, you know, that's one of the big things, right? When but people babe, want to come assist us. Tell me, I've had those assistants where I'm like, <gasps> Stop talking. Like, I want to just call up into a ball and be like, this person did not come with me here. Oh, no. But see, the so, thing is, the on set, it's a little bit weird, but I do have like one or two friends that are extremely... Flamboyant or... Flamboyant, loud and expressive and... It's so entertaining for me because I know that it comes from a passionate place and it comes from deep down and they're just like no filters and stuff. And yeah, sometimes it could be weird. And sometimes if we're in public, it's a little bit off, but like, I don't judge them. I just know that they've lived their life always like this and no one's ever told them to be different. Right. Yeah. Well, it's so cool that you, I feel like in you, you know, there's, on the one hand, we can look at, you know, the fact that your parents were kind of schooling you in a way of like you know be this way or don't think this way and that there's that could be a very difficult thing for a child horrible right i mean i I can't imagine that being fun completely obedience i was like okay i'm like literally taking notes like don't be happy (laughs) (laughs) like i just want to make them happy so i gotta like do all of this i mean keep in mind my parents had their own issues you know and they my dad was an alcoholic and my mom was kind of like a wild child and so they would fight and there would there was domestic violence back then you know back in the 80s late 80s it was like normal i would wake up in the middle of the night they were boxing and i was like oh my god you know so it's like not only did i learn how to keep my mouth shut 
But I also learned to like not look people in the eye and to not be genuine because me being genuine would like let the secrets out of my family. You know what mm. I mean? So it's like things that we should never learn as we're a child. I learned because there was no other choice. Right. That's gnarly. I mean, I can relate in some ways because I, you know, that was my upbringing too. Isn't that crazy? That was okay back then. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, but it was like, but it was happening. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's still happening. I mean, like, let's be real, it's still happening. But I think what I love about it, it's and and I was kind of touching on this before, is that you took something that is that was very difficult and dark in a way, but you 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 flipped it to where. It works for you in in a positive way now, like you said. Like you can be on set and you just you know how to carry yourself in a way where you're not the, you know, where you don't have to be loud or, you know, really. I mean, as long as you're being authentic, which I feel that you are. It's I think that you just there's you've discovered other parts of you now. So it's like you have the side of Casillo that is the more quiet, reserved, and then there's the other part that was like. Me and you an hour ago, like, <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, it's like, because I, I, I like to think that I'm very spiritual and I connect with the universe and energy and stuff. And a big part of spirituality is embracing your inner child. And I think for such a long time, I neglected my inner child because of the awkward feelings that he would have growing up and the things that he witnessed. And I didn't want to associate myself in the present with that child because he was helpless and confused and lost and it wasn't until I embraced it and I even as much as started putting pictures of myself as a child I was smiling at every photo and I, I don't know why I wanted to neglect it so much but it was more about what was surrounding me that made me not want to connect with it but once I connected with it through therapy and meditation I was able to understand that he was fine you know it was just the things around him were a little bit difficult so I'm actually taking this improv class to help me bring that person back where I'm a little bit more outspoken and a little bit more wittier. And it's funny because my acting teacher would be like, you're so raw up there. Like your comebacks are so strong because in real life, I would never openly like fire off like anything. Like, you know what I mean? We, yeah. I care too much about what people think of themselves. I don't want to ruin anyone's day. I don't want to affect anyone if it's not in a positive way. Sure. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So totally. to be able to to be outspoken and to be these things, it's dangerous when we're in society because you never know how it's going to affect somebody. And you, right. you don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. Yeah, totally. Well, wait, but man, you're, what you give off is always beautiful. And yes, you. you are absolutely a, you know, connected human being. I, I mean, that's where I know it's, it's one of the most, I think the strongest you know, draws that we have to each other is that we're both, you know, conscious, wide awake humans. And, you know, you, you are like that. And I think that's why <laughs> I'm so like responsive to your energy. I'm like, yes. And yeah. It's it effortless. It's natural. I mean, we, so let's go into this area. Um, cause you and I have been on like the same, I can never say this word good. It's so funny. Trajectory. Trajectory. It's I so weird. Trajectory. That. It's so like it's difficult. But you know, we were we we've been we're at the same agency now, and we and we we come from the our past two agencies. We you know we were at them at the same time, which is so rad. But what I want to go to really quick before we even go into this moment now is when you 
when you got to that place where you were like, cool, got my licenses now, and I'm now I'm assisting, so I want to kind of go back into that realm. What, you know, what were those next steps that you took within yourself to say, okay, I see the bigger picture, and now I want to channel my career to go after the bigger picture? Because, yeah, I want to know, like, what was your thought process, and then how did you... How'd you get after it? Like, how, how did you channel your, your career to go in that direction? Well, this I direction? just from my own experience and how I function, I think that first and foremost, I come from an artistic point of view. And it's somewhat hard because an artist, my, me as an artist, I don't know how to negotiate. I don't know where I'm going. I just know that I'm going to do what I love and that it will go there. And fortunately, living and growing up in L.A., there's so many different types of people that wear different hats. So as long, I knew that as long as I'm on my path, that I'll get to where I'm going. And that's what ended up happening. I was doing my thing and I was eating, living, sleeping hair. And I spoke to the right person. And that person was like, I feel your passion. I have a client. She's trying to, she's trying to transition from being a Disney star into being a cool girl, Mm -hmm. I would love to see what you do with her. Wow. I had no kit. I had to borrow a kit. Oh my gosh. This happened to me twice. The first time, that was the the second time, but that was a little bit more, I knew it was coming. The first time it happened, it was, I was working at this salon off of Melrose and I was with a bunch of cool people. And I remember I would travel with them. They would do like different like uh, conventions and stuff and they would set up a booth and they would cut hair and it was on this like pedestal and I would stand there and take the appointments and stuff and I remember I met someone and they were like called me the next day and she was like can you do a blowout right now and I was like a blowout wow. I was like yeah absolutely like fake it till you make it absolutely <laughs> but I knew how to do a blowout but I was like yeah wh- where do I go she's like I'm gonna give you this address go there it'll be nice easy quick I show up and it's this huge house but I had to borrow my whole kit from somebody and I went to ride it and I had to buy the Sebastian hairspray. I had nothing because I was... Did you, how did you even know what a kit looked like? Like a proper kit or maybe... I yeah, had, to, I had to, One of the girls that worked in the salon, I was like, I just had this crazy opportunity. Like, do you mind if I borrow your kit? Not even knowing how like how her machines work, what this... I showed to this house, Rexy, and the door opens and it was Lady Gaga. Babe, stop right now. I can't with you. I can't. This is fucking ridiculous. And I wish that I can tell you I knocked it out of the park. (laughs) But I'm going to be fucking honest with you. I did not (laughs) knock it out of the park. Babe! (laughs) What the hell? Oh my god, I love that I'm learning this story now on this podcast. God forbid that I ever tell this story, but yeah. No, it's all like... Well, wait, hold on. There's so much to go into. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? First of all, let me put a pin in the fact that like for you to have the courage to say in that moment that this opportunity comes to you you didn't you didn't fall short you weren't like oh my god I'm not prepared I don't have a kid which so many people would be like I can't do this even if you have the passion and you there's a lot more people I think and not to put you know people it's just it's difficult how do you have how did you have the courage and I feel like I know the answer but like to have the courage to say, I don't have a kit, I don't know how to use these tools, but I'm going to work it out. Like, that's a fucking big deal. That's actually, 
I mean, that's like the seed that has grown your career to be the incredible career that you have. You know, it's inc- it's it's impressive. What the fuck? Like, would you think? I feel your passion was so rich that you didn't even have time to fucking be afraid. Babe, I had twenty minutes, <laughs> and I said I will, and I didn't even know it was her. I thought it was a freaking blowout for anybody, dude. What did you? But do? I didn't have I didn't have the the luxury of saying no. I was out all night, which I was. I got like two hours of sleep. 22, 23 years old. Right. I can't do this. No, I said, yes, of course I'll do this because you have to say yes in the beginning of your career. You have to. You cannot say no unless it's something that's going to like harm you. But if it's something that you're passionate about, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And in in today's age, it's a lot easier because you can pull up YouTube. And if it's something that you're familiar with, you can be like, oh, that's how you, you... the flick of the wrist for the eyeliner or whatever. You can figure it out because, let's be honest, in this industry, it's, it is about talent, but it's also about your energy. And it, it's it's a balance between the two because you can be extremely talented, but if you're on edge and you're like, got all this stuff going on in your mind, the last thing someone want, is going to want you to do is have an eyeliner in their eyeball or like a hot tool by their cheek. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's so true. Yeah, yeah we really have, it's an exchange of energy in yeah. our, in our. I mean, I suppose that's anything, but really like, I think because we're so full on and face to face or back, whatever, but just, you know, in the, in close proximity to someone, um, there is an, a deep exchange of energy that takes place in our work. Um, so you're right. I totally, I, I feel what you're saying. I want to know what the fuck you did when you realized it was Lady Gaga. <laughs> well, now. not only that. So I walk in and it's literally the day after she filmed Bad Romance, the video. And I hadn't seen it. So there was all these wigs that were on the table. And she was the sweetest thing ever. I mean, so sweet. And she's like, I just need a blowout, babe. I'm going to go take a shower, grab some cereal if you want. And I'm like shaking. And keep in mind, I had, I was still like... Like, a, I was still struggling. So I had, like, I shopped at the Goodwill. My t-shirt was a purple t-shirt that says number one mom. And I remember going into <laughs> her bathroom so with swimming trunks. And I was like, I went into the bathroom and I was like, pull it together. Like, I had to get a moment to, like, collect myself. And, you know, she has blonde hair. It's difficult. It absorbs water really well. Like, it takes a while to, to blow dry. And, but I did it. And I didn't know how to use this blow dryer because it was my, you know, one of the hairstylists at the salon. Like... I was figuring it all out there, but I knew that my intention was to make her pretty. So no matter what, I was going to make her pretty. And I think that really helped me in the beginning of my career because my intention wasn't to be like, I worked with Lady Gaga. It was more like this person in front of me wants to look pretty and I need to make her pretty. I have chills because I think you know, and it's almost like for anyone listening who wants to be doing what we're doing, I think one of the most, literally like I have chills, one of the most important things to, to, to realize and to kind of work from is exactly what you said. It ain't about you. You have to look at it from, you know, I'm going into this to make this person feel their most amazing self. I'm going to do my best. You know, it's not all up to you. They have to be, you know, they have to feel that themselves too, but when you remove the pressure from 
how am I performing? What am I doing? This is about me, my career. And you're like, I'm just going to make her look and feel beautiful. That's that's the money. That's yeah. the money mindset, you know, that allows you to just keep, especially in the realm of celebrity. I mean, this is a very, you know, unique and 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 difficult, difficult in the sense of like, you know, it's it's um high like it's it's so competitive. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's so tough. I mean, I think it's very similar to acting. Um, you know, you you experience a lot more no's than yeses. You have to deal with that, you know, however best you can. And I think that the dealing part evolves, and we become better and better at it. And it's a natural part of, of I think any you know competitive career, any exciting career, you know. But to to go back to you in that moment, damn. I mean, that's so impressive. And I want to know when you're in the bathroom and you're like, get it together. I mean, what? It's, it's like, that's... I feel like there's so much even in that moment. And I mean, so much in the sense that... So much that could be offered that's, you know, that can inspire someone when they're in that moment. And it doesn't have to be with a Lady Gaga or it's just being this moment where you're so overtaken by this extreme situation that essentially it, it, it means so much to you, right? And you have to perform. So this can be sport. This could be anything in that situation. Like, what did you do? I mean, I know you kind of said it, but... Like, you just looked in the mirror and you're like, Castillo. I mean, what I did then didn't change. I was like that for two, three years. I wish that I could... I mean, I could still be like that. Still be so... I'm so thankful for where I'm at. But in that moment, I what scared me the most is that I had zero... Not zero experience, but I wasn't qualified to be here. But this gift was given to me, so I had to fulfill it to my best ability and that's all I did and I was there and I wasn't talking to her I wasn't like I was if she wanted to talk to me but the whole time it was her enjoying her friends that were there and I was doing her hair and I remember when I left I was even I didn't want to tell anyone because I felt like they would be like what the fuck like how did you land that like what like I should have gotten that why didn't you call me and tell me because there was a part of me that felt like I didn't deserve it you know that's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in the sense that you didn't even have a kit. So you feel like, how did I get to this, you know, grand opportunity? Um, but it, life works interesting like that, right? Like there's no, especially in our career, you, I'm sure, you know, we can't, if someone was to ask like, hey, Castillo, how do I become a celebrity hairstylist? You're like, uh, you know, I mean, there's no turn right here, go left here, right. and then you're going to land there. It's like everyone's you know, adventure is truly their own unique adventure. Um, so you absolutely were deserving of it, obviously. And that's why it came to you. And yeah, so let's expand from that place. So now, so I imagine that regardless of the outcome of that blow dry, you left feeling you had to have felt more confident. You oh, had to, I was so, I felt... Like you just fucking did Lady Gaga's Not only that, I took the kit back to my the girl and I was like, thank you so much. I will never forget this. And I still have, every time I see her, I pay her with so much respect because she didn't have to do that. Yeah. Nobody has to do that. People these days would never do that. They'd be like, no. Right. You know what I ever asked for that, but it's, just, it's, it's crazy because I told myself I'd never wanted to feel like that again, like not prepared. And so I worked 
so hard for when that next opportunity came. I was prepared and, you know, it happened and, you know, I may not have been prepared either, but every time, you know, you learn and then you learn from your mistakes and you do better and you do better and we're constantly learning and evolving and I, there was mo- there's moments where I travel and I like have to get on my knees and thank God because you, you like we're artists, we're our worst critics, like we still can, there's that voice in your head saying, you don't deserve this, you don't deserve this. Yeah, it can get gnarly. Oh, it's scary, but I think the best thing that advice that anyone's ever told me is to not stop. Because you don't know who's watching you. And that's how it happened for me. Somebody influential, a manager that worked at William Morris was watching me. And he's like, I think you'd go perfect with this person. And I was like, huh? Came out of kind of left field. Extremely left field. I love that. And then I was like, wait, wait, what? Traveling? I mean, I've experience been able to experience cities around the world that I never thought that I could go to and it was because of work yeah you let's go into that for a minute I mean it's kind of a bit of a fast forward but you I mean your roster of clients is you know they're amazing you know and and I you are so deserving um, of all of the opportunities that come your way hands down I mean you know not only from just being a really beautiful human but babe you're talent is ridiculous like it's gorgeous it's and i i you know the, i also want to ask you so well no let me stick to my 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 four sigmatic coffee is just working right now <laughs> she's hallucinating <laughs> goosebumps and everything <laughs> i'm so excited um let's okay i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stay focused so that happens Tell, walk me into the period where you are now, you know, maybe like in the in the beginning stages of your first, you have an agent now, um, which by the way, to get your agent, I think, I feel it's hard in the very beginning. It's like, oof, it's a lot of work, you know, or maybe not for some people it could fall into, again, everyone's, you know, journey is so different, but you know, the first agent is always really special. I think um, it's kind of like the gateway towards the rest of your career, like the blossoming of it, I think, right? Am I saying this right? Hallucination? <laughs> um, you get your first agent. What did that feel like? What happens in that moment for you? And, you know, where are you creatively with your talents? So, I was never thinking about getting an agent, but I never knew how to negotiate, like negotiate rates and stuff like that. Fortunately, the, the person that helped me get my first client was the one that was pushing me. So I had somebody that was supporting me that was like, you need to get an agent. Of course they'll do it. Keep in mind, he's a he's a Hollywood agent. So he's he can upsell anything. Absolutely. Da, 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 da. But I knew that working with one celebrity girl wasn't enough. Because not only that, I've been online and I've been looking at everybody's work and I've been looking at all these agencies. I had the top five ones that I thought were amazing that I can hopefully be at in 10 years. And then to have this one person that believes in me so strongly push me through the door to go do it, I knew that I needed to sell myself in a way that they would they would see that I was an artist. So what I did, aside from the work that I already had, you know, JPEGs and PDF or whatever, like the work that I did, I locked myself, not locked myself, but I kept myself in my room where I was at for a week and a half and I created this huge like hair piece. And I did it in a way where I can show all of my techniques. And it's funny that 
I'm bringing this up because I found the image and I posted it on my Instagram like a, like a week ago. Oh, wow. Just to kind of like think back of where I used to be. I have to find it and post it on the show notes. I'll do I that. I would love yeah. that. And I remember then I wanted to create hair for, for movies and theater. So I created this huge Marie Antoinette like wig that was like, it had like braids coming down and it had this like screen around the face. It was just total avant-garde and dramatic. And I remember I went and sat down with my, the, the two agents and I was talking to them and I was telling them where I saw myself going and this is the work that I have. And I felt the energy that it was like they weren't convinced. And I said, well, there is this piece that I just created and I wanted to show you just to, to show you what my range is and what I could do. And I showed it to them and instantly I felt their energy change. And they were like, okay, we're going to do this. And on the spot, they signed me after wow. I showed them that. That's amazing. And I walked out and I was like, I literally had to like pinch myself. And I remember, <laughs> I remember like, it was like just before Valentine's Day. And it was like, I think Valentine's Day was like the following week. And I remember I went in there and I brought them all roses because I was so happy. Oh. And on my first check, I went and I brought like chocolate covered strawberries to the accounting because I didn't know like, Right. It was like, I felt like they were all my family because I right. never had so much support ever. Oh. Not even from my own parents. Right. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So to have someone that's like, I'm going to push you for this job. I think you would be great for this girl. I was like, okay, all right, let's do it. You know, I never came from a place of, no, I don't think so. Or no, you're wrong. I was like, thank you. Like, I just appreciated any positive like vision that these people had of me. That's so beautiful. And that's so important. I think, it, it, you know, I think that's a big part of of expanding um, career, not just, you know, in, in our realm, but just period opportunity. You ha- There is a period where yeses are very important, you know, and, and, and viewing things from an appreciative state. I mean, I think that that's we should always be viewing it from an appreciative state. But there is there is. You know, times later down the line where you're like, actually, no, this isn't going to be serving yeah. my, you know, my needs, my creativity, my, you know, whatever, all of it. But to have to say yes in those moments and to be not just saying yes, but you're actually really appreciating oh, the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's not like, yes, okay. I guess. It's like, no, yes. Yeah, you're hungry. Like, I'll do it for a meal. Like, right. I, mean, I remember when I was doing it for a meal. Like, you want to pay me now? Let's fucking do this <laughs> oh my gosh that's such a beautiful mentality and attitude because it just it's not you know i think there's a lot of entitlement these days and so it's you know it's it's very different you come from a background of hard work and hunger and i think that that you know obviously it pays off you know let's um let's go into i mean because now so that how long ago was this by the way do we it was like Eight, seven years ago, eight years ago? Seven years ago, eight years ago? Yeah, wow. You're like, you're in the mastery years coming up right now, right? Have you ever heard of that? We'll see. I mean, when I was going to school, it was like seven, eight years ago, but TBH, like being my, I got my first agent maybe five years ago, four years ago? Yeah. Wow. So there's so much to look forward to with you. I mean, that's why I'm like, I need to keep my head so positive because it's only the beginning. That's why it's like, it's fucking scary because the second that I start like being complacent, I'm like, you're just in the beginning, dude. Like you haven't even broke yet. 
you really haven't. And it's so exciting because it's almost weird to say that because it's like, what do you mean? You're working with, and I'm not going to name drop. I mean, you know, I'm you're, everyone will see your work that listens to this and connects with you through social. But, you know, I mean, you have, you know, incredible, talented um, clients who, you know, they're at the top of their game. And so, and to be working with them, there's, you know, an element of you being at the top of your game. But the exciting thing is, no, you're not. There's even more coming in more. And like we were speaking earlier, you know, th- there's a comma. There's no period yeah. right now. It's just like comma, 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 which is so, it's so exciting. What? Let's, I want to ask you a bit about, you know, our work is essentially like, there's a big roller coaster, right? So we have the highs, we have the lows. We have the jobs where it's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And then there's the moments of like, I really wanted that job and it didn't come through and you know, that kind of shit. Um, it takes a lot of mental work to keep our minds in a very, you know, robust, positive, you know, place looking towards what we want in our career. When things, when shit gets hard, like let's just like, and at this stage, so now you're not in the Lady Gaga, like, borrowing a kit, but you're in this moment now where you're fucking established and you're legit. What what do you do in these moments when there are the challenges? And we don't have to go into the details of what those challenges, you know, are necessarily, but we know that they exist. What do you do? Like, how do you, what's your self-talk? You know, how do you keep Castillo in that place that, like, you know, back when you were in the mirror and you're like, get it together. I still have to do that. I have to get in. I, the thing, my problem is, is it's hard for me to fake it. You know, if there's something bothering me. I don't naturally act out. I naturally introvert. And for some people, it's a little bit more obvious. Like, oh, Castillo is not talking. He's bothered by something. And I would love to say that it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. You know, we, we, we deal with a lot of people on set and a lot of energy. And I think that a part of me is very like an empath and I can feel people's energy, whether it's happy or sad. So I can't help but take it on. And I'm learning to kind of create a stronger, you know, feel the wall and a little bit more thicker skin. But it's, it's tough. It's draining. And not every day is good. And... I think it works the same way with in every field, whether you're working at a restaurant, anything that has to do with service, you need to constantly wake up every morning and tell yourself, today's going to be a good day. Today, I'm going to do my best. And obviously, the, the people listening can't see it, but I, I have things on my walls that remind me that. I have pictures of me as a child smiling. I have little things on the wall that say like, today I will love you because I know how to make money and by making money is by providing a service by giving somebody my all but I cannot forget that I have to give myself a little bit too that is so beautiful and it's so it can work for everybody though I feel Uh, like we forget yeah. yeah no it's very easy and I think you know black belt beauty that's essentially kind of it's the same tone that I put out. I mean, I'm very much a you got you. Be on your own team. 
self-love, you know, it's kind of this hot, trendy topic. And I don't know, I think that people kind of see it and, oh yeah, self-love, but like to really embrace it and, you know, to do the work that it takes to really fortify that love for yourself, which is what you're doing by, you know, putting these messages around your home and, you know, doing the things that you just expressed. It's, it's so important you know, you're a giver and you want to be a giver. You love being a giver, but if you're not giving yourself at the yeah. same time, like what are you really giving from? Exactly. And, and that's like, I feel like we see that so often where, you know, people can start out with the best intention of giving, but then they forget to water themselves. Mm -hmm. And now they're like pulling out water from, I don't even know where to try and give, keep giving, but it's, 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 it's working against them. It's like, well, that's that moment when you look in the mirror, you don't even recognize yourself anymore you've given so much that you're like, who am I? And as much as we would love for people to appreciate all that you're giving, it ends up being people just walking all over you. Totally, dude. That's so... And that's where this industry can kind of get a little bit messed up because it goes from being artistry to being just service, providing a service. If you don't do or servant. Or just <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh, it's so true. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so a couple things. I want to know, um, you mentioned I, I want to kind of tap into what else you do for self-love, your your you know, your nourishing rituals. You mentioned meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, have you been doing that for a while? I've been doing that for a while. I love to do yoga. I love, it's funny because people are like, so what do you do for fun? And it's like, I like to, to hike, like run a hike for an hour. I like to run upstairs in Culver City for an hour and a half. And they're like, no, but like, what do you really like to do? I'm like, no, I like to get on a bike and ride in Venice. <laughs> like, they're like not working out. I'm like, no, it's not working out. It's more mental clarity for me. I love to go to the gym and blast music in my ear because I'm being selfish at that moment. Do you know what I mean? But, and it's not hurting anybody, so it's okay. I, um, being like a homebody, I like to have everything that I can possibly need at home. So, you, I have a punching bag if I need to let out some anger. I, you know, have a little infrared sauna. So kind yeah, of like babe. Sweat. Like, you got a, like, I would need to hang out in here. I'm like, let's do some kicks. Let's do some sweats. Oh, like, I have a, a large mirror if you want to play music and dance in front of it. Like, I, I like to nurture my inner child when I know that I need self-love. Okay, let's do this. What's going to make me happy? Let's go and uh, get a massage. Like I love getting a massage with, you know, a good massage. Right, totally. Some of them are like Bad busted. Right? <laughs> but you know what I've also learned is that taking it like a staycation, you know, like I love to hang out with my family. I love hanging out with my mom because she will bring me back down to like, a little child. Hey, Not mom, in a bad way. Casilla's mom, I don't know you, but I just have to officially say <laughs> that I love you because you always come up in our conversations in the most inspiring of ways. I mean, honestly, I love the energy of your expression with your mom, the connection that you have with her and how it just, it's, it's so real and it just, you know, she's your rock. She's my rock completely. And I think that growing up, I was like, oh my God, my mom's like all these one-liners. And it wasn't until I got to my adult years that I was like, damn, it's so amazing because not everyone's walking around with one-liners and freely giving them out. <laughs> and to have my mom, you know, want to call me every day to like put me in a good mood or to kind of tell me if she's in a bad mood so that I can kind of, you know, lift her spirits up is just like, 
it's real. Yeah. You know, it's real. Yeah. And that helps you, I'm sure, stay very grounded and be the, you know, real person that you are yeah. too, for sure. That's beautiful. Um, wait, so I love that you have various modalities to, you know, nurture yourself to why yourself because that's so important you know people are like how do I even what do I even I mean my morning ritual is like oh my gosh it's my bliss it's my I like I can't even imagine not yeah just I'm relating to you in the sense and obviously I'm also relating to you in the sense of like movement hello right? yes it's moving meditation oh my, my long 10 k's in the sand sweating it's just like sweating sweating Please. is so important I'm like oh Seriously, it's hard for me to sit for long periods of time. I mean, with the exception of my morning hours where I'm journaling and then meditating. But yeah, I love that you honor um, your needs. It's so important. And that's, you know, I I feel like that translates so well into being a creative person, into being an artist. Because if we, aside from just being, a, a you know, a healthy human, um you know, just on a creative level, if we burn out, what the hell are we creating? It's like burnt toast. It's well, like they, burnt hair. <laughs> I mean, we might as well work at like, you know, oh, yeah. a place where they choose one, two, three, or four, and we just do that. Right. And it becomes like robotic. But like, it also works like in the real world. Like, obviously I like, you know, makeup, I think makeup makes people look pretty and it covers flaws and stuff, but that's not my only interest in talking to you. We connect on so many other things, and if you didn't nourish those things about you, you wouldn't be able to share them with me. If you didn't have the knowledge, I wouldn't sit here and be like, oh my God, tell me more about the mushroom coffee and you're the drinking. the nut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It connects you with people in other ways, so it doesn't always just feel like work. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. That's actually a perfect segue to ask you, you mentioned that you're doing improv classes. So obviously, you know, that's, it feels like a love outside of what you're doing professionally, um, acting, right? Can we frame it that way? Or is it more of just, you know, what this particular class is offering you? How it's so, I mean, you? I think that the, the art of acting is amazing. It's something that I never thought that I could possibly do. And... A friend of mine, she's like an actress, and she's like, I go to this improv class because it helps me really find myself. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, you should come with me. So I went, and the teacher was like, what is your intention? And I said, my intention is just to explore the unknown. She was perfect. Come on in. And this is a class of like 20 people. She's like, you can audit it or you can join. You let me know. And so I joined, and it's basically going in front of a class and being your most authentic self, but also speaking at the top of your intelligence and not thinking at all. And I'm like, wait, how do you do that? And she's like, this is the only time you're gonna work on your inside and not your outside. It's not about what you look like, it's about what you're portraying and giving. And it's helped me, I mean, I could never do karaoke. <laughs> God forbid I get in front of a microphone, I'd lose my mind. Like, if you were to ask me to do this before I was taking the classes, I would probably, have so many restrictions on it because I didn't, I was like, oh my God, what are they going to think? But after, I mean, one of the exercises in this class is, okay, go up there and tell, tell a uh, five minute story. And I went up there and I would do it and people would do it. And some people that are new can't even do it or they should go up there and be like, sing a song. Wow. 
or she'll have two people go up there and be like, okay, your roommates, go. So it's like, to have someone like, have, be like, I want you to embrace your inner thoughts and I want you to embrace your spontaneous actions and the way you move and the way, like, oh, we want to see it. Be raw. And we're not going to judge you. I will guide you in a way if we need to, like, you know, rules or, you know, don't ask questions or, you know, talk about this or whatever. But for someone to say, like, I want you to have no filter and go. Dope. And channel it in a way that's positive and it's creating a scene and all this stuff. So it's helped me. And, you know, I'm still not good. I'm not good at it. I'm not the best. But I know that if I wasn't okay, she would ask me to leave the class. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, so I'm doing something right. But it's, it's, it's taught me to just be mean, to not give a fuck. Because you have to not give a fuck to be able to go up there and make a fool out of yourself. Oh my gosh. And I've made a fool out of, I mean, the classes are three hours long. I can tell you I've, I'll make a fool out of myself ten times. Wow. But most of us won't get into situations where we know we're not going to kill it. Because, let's be honest, we're perfectionists. We're right. artists. Mm-hmm. So to not be perfect at something, but to still try and do it, is like challenging for us. We're like, oh. And there was times where I would leave class and be like, like I would call my friend like, fuck. You know, in the beginning, like my first three classes, I call them like, Dude, like, I sucked so bad. Like, not only did I suck, but I couldn't even think up there. And, and he, there was a moment he would listen to me say, he's like, you're still going to this class? I thought you were just, like, testing it out once. Like, why are you still going? And it pushed me because I was like, no, I want to do this. Like, this is fun for me. It's a type of therapy, in a way. It's a release. It's releasing. It's walking through fear. It's uh, trusting your instincts. It's listening because you're listening to the people there. It's all of that in one. And I think that it's helped me because I'm, you know, one of the problems that I have too is that like we have these clients and they have relationships with very powerful people. And sometimes a client will invite us, hey, come to this event with me, come to do this. And there's been numerous of times where I've been at a dinner table and I felt so scared to speak because I thought I was dumb. Oh. You know, I'm sitting at the table with heads of Netflix and, mm-hmm. you know, actresses that are like so established and I'm just here. And it wasn't until I remember I was sitting there and, and there was someone that was sitting next to me. I didn't know who it was. And I was like, I have nothing to talk about. And I go, the girl looks at me and she goes, it's okay. Just be pretty. Hand over mouth. <laughs> and I walked away and I was like, no. I know. That makes me want to like flex right now. Right? Yeah, for real. Like the fire in me is like. And so what? I don't ever want to be in that situation again because we all have something to share. Hell yeah, you but do. But we're just also scared to share it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it's not like oversharing, but it could just be like, so how was your day today? Like it, the easiest things, or like my day was awesome. Like, what did you do today? It's so. you know what it. I think it, it, I love to kind of boil it down to like, okay, what is it really? It's just being comfortable with being yourself Mm -hmm. and not being, I mean, I'm personally not a small talk girl. I don't fucking like small talk. I can do. We've been here for four hours. (laughs) (laughs) We just started recording. I know. Seriously. We had like two amazing podcasts before this actually hit record, but damn. (laughs) But, um... No, but I mean, I can do the whole, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to for whatever reason, work or whatever, social. But the truth is, is like, I don't turn on with small talk. I can be polite, 
But I like to hang out in the deep end. Not to say that every conversation has to be like so profound, but just like substance, you know? And I, I work best in that kind of scenario. And I'm, you know, if I'm in a situation, I've, let me say it like this. I've gotten to a place with myself in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to be me. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now, if I was in a situation where I didn't feel comfortable and it wasn't because of me being uncomfortable with who I am, but it was just because, and this is something I think important, there are more people that are uncomfortable to just be themselves, and that's energy. You can feel that. So if you're sitting in a room of people who are fucking uncomfortable with themselves, someone like me who is very comfortable with myself, like it's almost like too much, right? Like Mm -hmm. it would stand out. So then what happens? I kind of, I'll just sit inside and be polite and whatever but if you're hanging out with people who are just like comfortable being with themselves it's funny how you just you know it's an opening it's like yeah like so it's it's not always even i think about the person like you being uncomfortable being you in that situation but maybe it was you know also you're feeling it's being an empath too like you're feeling the energy of just people who are just kind of performing yeah Fuck. Isn't that crazy? Yes. But we want to be self-deprecating and being like, it's all you. You're the one that's quiet over here. And like, (laughs) you got to just be the pretty face. But it's like, I get it. And you're completely right. Like, not every situation is like even worth doing that. But it's more about the moments where you wish, I wish I was a little bit more talkative. Like, I wish I would have introduced myself or I wish I would have said my opinion because it wouldn't harm anybody. But it was like, just to kind of like be a part of this cool conversation that you wanted to be a part of. Not just to yeah. be able to talk to a wall. Plus it could surprise you. You know, some people that, you know, maybe were the uncomfortable person all of a sudden your comfort opened them up. Exactly. And then there's like amazing friendships or, you know, work opportunities that come. I mean, that, that can happen too. So it's, that's a beautiful realization for you. And I think, God, you make me want to take an improv class. Seriously, Please come with me. Oh my gosh, you know what I've heard that it's, and I I feel like you just validated it. Um, I feel that it's a very important, it's a wonderful thing to do if you want to speak publicly. Like it's it's the pathway to that from what I've heard. So I've never I mean, done what it, do you think you're doing right now? <laughs> Speaking publicly, honey. Me being a perfectionist, I was oh, like, okay, man. I want my career to go where I want it to go. Yeah. And if I want to inspire people and I want to teach people in my future... I need to be able to be in front of them, yes. first and foremost. If I can't be in front of them, no one's going to listen to me. Because mm-hmm. trust me, so I could do my job and be quiet, but people want to know. Yeah. I mean, in my career, in the beginnings, when people wanted write-ups, like how-tos and how I did it, oh. I would, my mind would just explode. I'm like, I don't know. You grab a curling iron, you put it there, but it's like, no, you need to know. Because if you want to teach and you want to inspire, you need to be able to explain what it is you're doing. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, the beautiful part about that too is that it's kind of saying, I have this talent, this thing that I love, this thing that I'm very good at, so much to where people actually want to know how to learn to do it from me. And in my ability to teach, I'm able to keep this unique talent that I have going in life through other people. It's like this ripple effect, right? So much where, like, maybe when Castillo decides, like, I'm done with hair, whenever that, you know, you're, like, 90 years old or whatever, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. making it up. But you've now taught so many and inspired so many people to be able to do things in their own way, what with the Castillo kind of, you know, 
touch maybe um that's a beautiful thing you know to, to be you. able to do that yeah it's so. funny like i took and the thing that i also learned is that by working on myself and these little insecurities that i have it's opened the doors and it's to new opportunities that i would normally say no to so it's actually helping me to continuously say yes in my adult years because for example i've been taking this class for two months and then i think it was halfway through the first month i had this girl jacqueline reach out to me on instagram and she she's a part of this huge hair thing that's called fame expo and it's a huge convention where they sell hair products and all these new brands are sharing their new tools and stuff and they have a main stage where they have celebrity hairstylists and come and do a demo for an hour and i know what that is because i've taken those classes and i've went and seen it and i've taken the notes right. and i've videotaped it and she asked me if i would do it and i said yes so on june 2nd i'm doing this demo on the main stage at this big hair convention really? where i'm teaching a class and i'm terrified but i know that i have all the elements to make it right i just need to be able to walk through the fear and do it this is so amazing i'm so proud of you babe that's fucking rad and also to like go from full circle like ring in my hair oh my god (laughs) i have this ring that keeps getting stuck in my hair to 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 have been in that position before being the one taking the like you had mentioned you were writing down what are you doing appointments or something but you at those conventions you said at the top of our conversation and now to be the person on the stage performing that's huge Actually, I want to get this podcast out before that. So any listeners that want to go check you out and learn from you, be inspired by you, I think that that's, yeah, we got to make. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate like, that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. That's so rad. Um, and how exciting to be nervous. Oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's like, and it's funny because I learned that, I mean, no one ever tells you it's okay to be nervous. Like, the first time I heard it was from my acting teacher and I was like I was like you know what I'm, I'm not going to come to class today because I'm going through something I went through a breakup and it was a very like I just didn't feel 100 and she's like Castillo that is the best time to come when you are nervous when you are feeling uneasy that's when you get the best work and I'm like that is so true because I start to think about it when you're on set and things aren't happening right and you have like a a, a timeline and it's like uh, and you just gotta like do it some of the most beautiful things happen in those moments because you're not thinking you're not overthinking it you're just doing and you're doing what you know how to do and what you're passionate at so i appreciate you acknowledging that because now you're the second person that's telling me it's okay to be nervous i feel like a macho man would be like don't be nervous only women be nervous (laughs) (laughs) you're strong Macho man voice. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, but you know that um, science, like this is a real thing. So um, physio- what happens to the, the body when you're excited and when you're nervous is the same thing. Physiologically, it's... It, you start you, sweating. You start sweating. <laughs> exactly. Your heart, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. The only difference, and this is like like a science proven thing, is the the view at which you're seeing it. Like you're, you're looking at it from like, oh my God, versus oh my God. It's literally the fucking same thing. Right. Um, Mel Robbins is an amazing, inspiring woman who I don't know if you ever heard uh, the five second rule. Have you heard this? Oh, Does it has it remind come? me? Well, she yeah. I think maybe you told me about this. Did I? Maybe she she wrote this. Um, she wrote this amazing book, and it's 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 all you know her process, her story, how she came to 
the quick the quick way to say this is that she was in a really not fun place in her life and she was trying to motivate and get past this place what ends up happening is she she was like going to bed i think it was she's watching um a rocket take off and it's like five four three two one it was a countdown and so every day she's been trying to wake up and you know the alarm goes off she wants to get up and like take control of her life but she keeps hitting snooze so cut back to the rocket launching she's like you know what tomorrow i'm gonna fucking five four or she didn't say it like that but she probably would because she's dope like that <laughs> she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna get up i'm gonna do it i'm gonna so the alarm goes off and she's laying there i might be botching this a little bit but not really this is like essentially what happens and she's she replays the rocket five four three two one and she gets out of bed and that that changes her whole life and it sounds you know it's taking this big thing and like putting it to a very small moment the way i explained it but it literally and science is proven and she explains this in her book um when you count backwards you it's not the same thing if you, if you were to go zero to five for example but going backwards you're you're it's your prefrontal cortex it's like you're operating the part of your brain that you know stimulates action so that basically i mean it's crazy like that one thing turned her in you know her whole life around basically and she's a um she's a journalist she does she she's yeah she does a lot of inspiration she does speaking all over america she, i think she was like last year um the most active female speaker in all of america wow. she's incredible yeah so she's she's worth following on instagram reading the book it's you know even the audiobook actually i really love it because she's so i'm more of an audiobook kind of guy because <laughs> i can't like i'm reading and i get like a little bit like confused and like i need to follow the line with my that's, finger yeah a lot of people are like that and that's not you know there's no it's not a defect it's just our the way that we uh, you know are able to um process information yeah. you know some people are very visual some people but I when I first listened I listened to the book I actually didn't buy it so I got the audio book and I love it because she's she'll just kind of mess up and keep going which I love that realness you know it's like this podcast it's like fuck it just keep it <laughs> real and raw but um where were we just um where the hell were we rabbit holes Rabbit Hole Roxy. Did you know that's one of my nicknames? No, why? Because you <laughs> take yourself into Because I'll just go into so many rabbit holes. I know we got to get you going because you have some places to go to. But, um, oh, yeah, nervous and excited. Same thing. And, yes, I will go to a class with you. I would love that. Truly. Please. Like, that'll be so much fun. Oh, my God. You would do so well. You would think. I mean, I want to say, yeah. I want to I want to embrace that. there's no that. way to mess up. And the thing is, everyone in there is learning. So, there's no judgment. If anything, if you're doing something good, you'll know because everyone starts laughing. Oh, God. But then if they don't, you're no, like, No, they're ah, laughing no. with you because it's like improv. It's funny. It's comedy. That's so great. So I would love for you to come. It'd be I'll my gift it. to you. Oh, I love you, babe. I want to yeah. do it. That, okay. yeah, yes, we're gonna do that. Um, I'm excited. I'm all turning red thinking about it. Okay, cool. Well, it's every Wednesday. It's tomorrow if you want to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's three hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! From three to six. Okay. But the teacher, Marilyn Carney, is so sweet, so amazing. She's like an angel, and not only does she guide you through the class at the end. She has a little recap because the last thing she wants is for you to leave in your feelings. And she'll be like, tell me one thing that you enjoyed out of the class. And then she'll, and this is in front of everyone. And then she'll go back, you know what my favorite thing that you did? It was that one scene where you, 
yelled and you were screaming and I really felt your honest. So it's like you leave knowing that a lot happened. It's like, you know when you go through a good therapy? Like, I, I, like a therapy session? Yeah, I haven't been through one, but I can understand oh, this. I, have, I take therapy because I need to, but yeah. at the end of it, she's like, okay, well, this was a very you know intense therapy session. I want you to go and do something that you like. You're, you're doing so good now, you know, because we go through a lot of past stuff, but it's like, you got to realize when you open yourself up like that, there's a part of you that's like feels drained. So you need to like fill it back up with the things that like make you feel good. So they do that in this class and it really helps because if not, I would leave feeling like, oh, it was so weird and I sucked and I made a fool out of myself. And <laughs> all these things that we were like want to tell ourselves, but in reality, it's like, it's beautiful because you were being yourself. That's so dope. So I want you to come with me, please. Done. I'm super... I'll do it. I will do it. I'll do it this month. We're going to make it happen. I love that. Okay, so I'm being mindful of your time. I want to ask you um, one thing. It's kind of a big question. What... How do I frame this right? Um, What do you... What inspires you most about what you do? About being this amazing, talented hairstylist. Like, what's the most inspiring part of your work? I think the most inspiring part of my work is to see what I'm capable of doing and what, what I'm capable, where I'm capable of going. I think that, you know, every night, I thank God and the universe for blessing me with the talent but I also thank them for giving me the opportunity to show my work on levels that I never thought I could reach. And there are moments when you feel like, I feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this hair and I hope that it comes out good. And then it comes out a certain way that's amazing. And then when I see the, the, the client again, she's like, don't worry, Castillo will figure it out. He's so creative. That and it, for them to see that, it just, it reminds me of why I'm in this industry. You know, it's, it's to create art that somebody, even if it's just one person, will understand. Microphone drop, dude. <laughs> That's so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Castillo, I love you. You just dropped so much. You guys, I mean, if you don't have chills at least or have had at some point in this conversation then I don't know what to tell you <laughs> I was about to say something really raunchy but I, <laughs> I was like there might be kids um yeah okay babe can you tell our listeners how they can stay connected to you online social yourself? absolutely um I think right now my most active thing is uh, Instagram it's at Castillo underscore 13 um, I do post a lot of my work and I post a lot of my travels and selfies and all that good stuff. But if you ever have any questions regarding anything that you heard in this podcast, please DM me and I will help you to my best ability. Perfect. Okay. I love you. I know you have places to go. So thank you again. I'm no, going to give you, you a public love you and wrap out. I and love you too, Seriously, I can't. We got. We're gonna do it again. It'll be fun later yeah. on. Like, woof, down the line. Okay. All right, you guys. 
Thank you so much for sharing your time here with us. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, so go take this inspiration and put it to good use, whatever that is for you. (laughs) Catch you on the next one. Thanks for taking the time to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with your friends. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave me an honest review. Let's connect. I'm so excited to do that in this space and really create content that elevates your mind in support of your best performance in life. You can find me on Instagram at blackbeltbeauty. I'm active there every single day and I look forward to connecting with you all. So thanks again and I'll catch you on the next one.